calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the U.S. Well, not the UFC. <laughs> it's the, it's the man called David Chevy and his combat cast. We're doing a bunch of things in a row here today, folks. A little peek behind the curtain. And so we just... Recently recorded UFC 267 preview. We're going to do a UFC 268 preview today. And I got UFC on my mind, obviously. Chevy, hit us with that intro, baby. Tell us what we got coming up. All right, so we got coming up November 13th. We're going to have UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. Two of my favorite fighters, stylistically, going to be a great fight. So we'll be previewing that. And then November 20th, we're doing the UFC Fight Night Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. Excited to see Misha Tate again. Hopefully that fight card fills out a little bit more and it's looking a little bare right now. So I want to say this, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on lately and like just between the podcast, work, personal, it's pretty tough sometimes to catch these fight night cards. Like, you know, pay-per-views, I still make it a point to see all the time and I keep up with everything. But man, I feel like Holloway Rodriguez is just like appointment viewing like if you're a you know an mma fan and you're anything more than the casual even slightly more than the casual like you need to see that fight holloway has the record for the three i think it's the top three fights with the most significant strikes thrown in a fight he has the top three fight he's shocking he's not on a pay-per-view but yes he does doing ufc shit so We'll take it. Most right money we, we got to pay. Let's kick off with a little boxing here. This weekend, we got Canelo versus Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant's 21-0. and 0. Looks like he's had some struggles in his life here. He had some personal things listed here. His mother and daughter have both passed away. That's got to be hard. So we know Canelo's one of the best damn fighters in the world. What can you tell me about this fight and this matchup here? So Caleb... He has, I think it's 12, might be, I think it's 12 knockouts and yeah, 9 yeah, decisions. Yeah. I looked this up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He has looked very good. He was an alternate on the Olympic team when he was growing up. I mean, you could say all the things you're going to say about him. He looks great. He's tall. He has good distance management, pretty good power, but he's playing Canelo. Canelo's a uh, number I'm gonna, one. I'm going to pause you right there, Chevy, because 
We had a little internet issue here. Uh-oh. So we were at, he's got 12 knockouts. 12 and knockouts, let's yeah. Let's go from there. Nine, <laughs> nine, nine decisions, I think it is. Yes. I believe he was an alternate on the Olympic team when he was younger. Okay. Um, he has great boxing skills. He's pretty well-rounded, has pretty good power. He's pretty tall, I think, too. So distance management is good. Problem is he's fighting Canelo Alvarez, number one pound per pound boxer in our era for sure. He's absolutely amazing. He's done it at multiple weight classes. I I think he finishes Caleb, unfortunately, probably mm. in the middle of the fight, five so, or six. We're going to talk about Bellator too, and I'm, I'm I'm bringing that up because I want to make a comparison here. Cyborg is fighting Caravan Girl. She's like seven and four or something. And I said to you off air that this is probably. She's just going to get steamrolled, and this is probably a bucket listing for her, right? She can say she was in there with Cyborg. I feel like even though Caleb has a better record and maybe he's a fighter, this could end up being one of those bucket list things, right? You're fighting Canelo Alvarez. This is almost like the peak, you know? Maybe he doesn't want to think about that, but I mean, that might be something you think back in life, like you got to fought for the championship of the world. Unfortunately, the guy who's the champion of the world right now is Canelo Alvarez, so. Right. Also, when you're at his level... There's only one way to go. You know, you have True. to fight the best of the best. And cannot, unfortunately, there it's a big jump in levels, I think. So. I'll tell you what, just looking at his record, I got a lot more hope for him than I do the girl that Cyborg's fighting. Uh, oh, right. absolutely. He has uh, way better, way better chances. Yeah, and one of the fight we were going to talk about that Bellator card was Aaron Pico against Justin Gonzalez. Justin Gonzalez is 12-0. I believe Aaron Pico has won his last four straight. I think all finishes. Pico is a guy that was that people were telling was going to be like the you know possibly the best thing in MMA you know ever. Like people would biggest have, prospect ever. Yeah. For sure. Before he had any fights, he was being talked about. Yes, and he had some tough losses. He's fought some really tough guys at an early age. He hasn't fought smart in every situation, too. He's had some, unfortunately, vicious. He's been receiving some vicious knockouts. Yeah. He's given some vicious knockouts, too. Like, That's a fucking highlight. Body shots, too. He's, yeah. He's, all, his body shots just put people in the grave. I, uh, I looked at Gonzalez, his record. It's not like he's got a ton of knockouts on his uh, He's well-rounded. I, yeah, he's well-rounded. I, but I think... With Pico, I think that's been the one glitch is those guys that can slug with him and can take him out. And since Justin doesn't look like he's bringing that to the table, I think as well-rounded as he is, I think Pico is well-rounded, and he's got the power, and I think Pico's going to get it done here. I think so, too. So the thing with Pico, he's touted as this great boxer, and he has amazing wrestling skills. We have not seen his wrestling skills at all. And so... That is what people were really banking on making, helping him get to an elite, you know, world-class right. level. Hopefully, you know, I don't think this fight's going to test him where he's going to need his wrestling skills, but I'd like to see him implement it all the same to get to some later rounds and then go for a finish with his boxing skills. Like I said, his body shots are incredible. So if he can tear, tire out Gonzalez... And then in the stand-up, you know, catch him with one of those left hooks to the liver, he's going to put him away. I don't see him getting finished. I think that's it's going to be, you know, a second or third round TKO finish due to a body shot again, probably. Just another thing about this event, as we're recording this, this show is going to come out the day after this Bellator airs, so... 
right. don't hit us in the comments about anything to do with that. We we know that the, what we're talking about this after it already happened. Right, 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 right. We just want to touch on a little bit. Main thing we're going to talk about here is UFC 268. Interesting that we're getting UFC right after 267, but they didn't put 267 on pay-per-view. So that's kind of cool, though. I like it because it's got a couple big events back-to-back. Now, we want to highlight. You highlighted a prelim fight for me here. Raging Now, Aloy Quinta versus Bobby the King Green. Man, it's funny. Normally, in the last few years, if you put this fight up with me, I would say Raging Now all day. He's been in there. Uh, against Habib. He's fought some of the better competition. And I talked about this in the last episode where, like, Hazma, you know, had been out for a while because he's been sickened, but I'm going to say, okay, this guy's still. However, something in my bones is just telling me Rage now hasn't fought since 2019, October. So it's going to be a little over two years when this fight takes place. And I'm wondering how bad he wants this. Bobby Green, on the other hand, has had some. I mean, either win or loss, he's looked pretty good in his last several fights. He's been super active. I got Bobby Green in this. I think he's going to do – I think Al's just so tough, he'll go to decision. But I think Bobby Green's going to take this. I agree with you that I'm not sure how bad Al Iaquinta wants this. Mm -hmm. I know he's got his whole real estate business, and he's making a lot of money doing that, and, you know, good on him. And I know he went five rounds with Khabib which is an amazing feat he'll always be able to look back on fondly. Bobby Green has looked phenomenal in his last few fights. He's taller. He hits harder. He has good wrestling. I think it's a bad matchup for Al. I think Bobby Green takes him out TKO in the second Mm -hmm. round. All right. Yeah, we'll see. I I love Al, so it hurts me to say that, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page as you. I think it, I think Bobby's going to get it done. I think Al does tough it out to a decision, but we'll see. And, you know, unless we see a really – Al's been taking this time off to really focus. And if that's the case, then I got raging Al all day. But there's something about his interviews and stuff. I, I just don't know if Al really wants this. And, you know, just my opinion. Who knows? We'll see. Chito Vera, Marlon Vera, Marlon Chito Vera versus Frankie Edgar. Man, okay. I almost feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit here. Okay, it's not that Edgar, though, hasn't been active, but Edgar's had some tough losses at Bantamweight recently, including to one of our favorites, Corey Sanhagen. And Edgar has a win, oh, God, over a guy that, oh, Jesus. He beat, who's that guy that knocked out Cody Garbrandt in a fight? Edgar beat him by decision, but it was like Pedro Munoz? Yes, Pedro Munoz. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Super competitive he's fight. Top level. He's a top level talent. He is. But it was arguable that Edgar didn't win that fight. And Edgar got the win on that fight. I don't know. I'm kind of liking Marlon Vera here. I think this is a step up in competition. I mean, I think Edgar provides more problems than Sean O'Malley. But I just think Vera is just kind of on his way up. I think he's been looking good. And I think this is where he's going to shine. I think he's going to be faster. And. I think that speed's going to pay off here. I like Vera by decision. I think we love Frank Edgar. He's a legend, absolute mm-hmm. legend. The man's 40 years old at this point. Right. Eventually, Father Time will catch up with you in the cage. And He's it's not fighting. heavyweight. Right. It's not it's like not you got that power yeah, still. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. You can't rely on the power. So Marlon is in the prime of his career. He's been more active. He's taller. He's good with his distance management with the 
longer limbs. I think he kicks the crap out of Frankie's legs, you know, and, and probably hurts him to the point where Frankie has to die for takedowns and maybe gets caught with something. I don't think he gets finished because he's Frankie Edgar. I'm always surprised when he does get finished. So I think it'll be a decision where yeah. Frankie, unfortunately, kind of just gets beat up for most of the fight. And, and if he does get Cheeto down, Cheeto's get up from takedowns is decent. So I see him getting back up to his feet, fighting back up to his feet, and that wearing on Frankie. I'm looking at his next fight here. You got, I like this because it was kind of what I was thinking when I was looking at the notes in this fight. It's Shane Burgos versus Billy Cornetio, and you have Shane won't lose three in a row. And his losses are to Barboza and Emmett. Tough competitive losses. If, and I, if you remember that Barboza, I believe it was the Barboza one where he got hit, and then you see him stumble backwards, and he looks like he's okay. And then, you know, three or four seconds later, he just goes down. Right. So that, right. that is the only question I have about Shane Burgos is what was that? Is he seriously, seriously, you know, diminished from some sort of brain injury? Hopefully not. You know, we really hope not. No. Yeah. We'll see. That fight was May of this year. So we've had a little time in between there. Not a ton of time, but a little time in between there. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to agree with you, though. I think Shane won't lose three in a row. Uh, unless there's some, you know, I think Shane will put it on him. And I say this will be a fun fight. I say Shane gets it done round two, TKO. I'm just going to move right into this next fight. <laughs> I forgot this fight was on this card. I was so happy when I looked at it. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chanwer. It is so hard to pick a fucking winner in this fight. Gaethje is so durable. One thing I think favor in Chanwer here for me, and it's not that the cardio is a question, but because Gaethje so tough, I like the fact it's a three-round fight for Michael Chandler. I think, because I think Chandler, I don't know. Gaethje's going to get up. He can outpoint him? Yeah, he can outpoint him, and Gaethje's good at getting up. But I think Chandler's power and his wrestling, I think he'll be able to bring it on early. So I'm leaning with Chandler on this one in the decision. But if there's going to be a finish in this fight, not saying Chandler can't get it done, but I'm leaning towards Gaethje if there's going to be a finish in this fight. Because Gaethje doesn't really get finished too often and usually later in a fight if you look at his finishes with the exception of like a tap out by habib i want to say the two times he was finished is like we're round four mm-hmm. and i want to say that was like with poirier and alvarez and he's changed his style a little bit since then a little um, safer a little bit yeah yeah L- very um, little bit a little more technical anyway at least yeah, yeah I, i'm so but chandler hits hard man i don't know i like chandler in this fight it's it's very good though i just could go either way I honestly don't know if I can pick a winner in this fight. Yeah, this has fight of the year written all over it. Mm. I, I put in our in our notes. Best matchup ever. Maybe the best matchup of all time in the UFC. I can't think of a fight that I thought was more evenly matched. I'm like want to see this now. Like I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a little bit sad that it's that it's three rounds because I think, like you said, both guys are very durable. It could go yeah. five rounds and it would be a war that you know maybe we've never seen before so it's possible we see them fight again somewhere down the line for a belt or something i I don't know why i'm just leaning towards gaichi but i have no you know he's got more of that that ufc fight experience yeah the caliber of opponents he's fought you know not that That michael chandler hasn't yeah not that michael chandler hasn't fought some great fighters he's fought the best of the best in bellator so i don't know i'm just leaning towards gaichi i just 
you know, they've had a bit of banter and, and people are saying that Gaethje's so crazy and Chandler's like, you know, you're going to find out how crazy I am because we're just going to walk forward and no mm-hmm. wrestling and all that. I don't think that favors Chandler. Mm-hmm. In that chaos, that's where Justin Gaethje thrives the best. And if that's what really happens, which I think it is going to happen, I see him getting a knockout or, you know, both guys are so durable. Maybe just we see a war and who knows, whatever judges are feeling that night. Mm. Fight of the we'll year, though. Mark it down. This may be fight of the year. I'm excited. And then we got Thug Rose versus Wei Zhang. Now, Thug Rose, Rose Namanunas, finisher, round one last time, head kick. UFC didn't do a UFC thing. They actually booked this fight right away. And, um, and interesting, you know, because normally something like that happens. And it's not like Wei Zhang has got, like, this long Anderson Silva resume of, like, you know, title defenses. Right. However, it's interesting because this division, everybody is so good. Like, you know, who is the girl that beat Rose said it dropped out her head? Andraj. Andraj, right? Jessica Andraj. Jessica Andraj. But and she's then, fighting at flyweight now. She is. But Wei Zhang won the title from Andraj and knocked her out in the first round. But Early then, too, yeah. Yeah, Early and then, in the first round. yeah, and then Rose beat Andraz in the second fight, but it was super more competitive. It was actually more competitive. Like, Rose looked like she was dominating the first one before she got dropped in that. And I mm-hmm. guess my point is, like, it's almost like the football analogy any given Sunday in this women's strawweight division. Like, anything can happen, and it really depends who's on their game. That being said, I've said this before. I think Rose, when she's on her game, is the best in the world. I think Zhang's going to come in here well-prepared this time. I think she's going to make a better fight of it. Me and you might disagree a little bit. How this is going to get done? I don't think we're going to disagree, though. I, th- I got Rose. I think this one goes the distance. I'm going to say five rounds. She wins it, competitive fight, but she puts it on her. I think Rose is going to do what Rose does, come in as calm as possible, and just do her own thing, look very technical in the fight, and probably get another TKO finish. And I only say that because Zhang obviously has the power advantage and she's super fast. Rose's footwork keeps her safe, I think. Mm. But Zhang did not handle her loss very well. I believe it was her first or her first loss in a very long time, if not her first loss. And she blamed it on the crowd or some bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. So that shows me that she's not taking responsibility which means she probably isn't making the correct changes in in her camp to adjust. So I see the same thing happening to her again. I like both girls, and they could fight every weekend for all I care. I'd watch it every weekend. But I just think Rose, in her current headspace, is the better fighter. She is 21-2. and She lost her very first fight, and then her last fight with Rose. So So it's been a long time, yeah. Yeah. I mean... By that adage, though, she went on to win 21 straight afterwards. So right. <laughs> who knows? Sometimes that not liking to lose can, you know, affects people differently. Sure. Yeah, she has that TKO and draws. I also forgot she has, like, decision over Tisha Torres. Split decision over against the Jacek was just, like, the fight of the century. That fight was yeah, amazing. Yeah, that fight was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, man, look that up if you've never seen that fight, folks. Another fight that's a rematch. Main event, Kamara Usman versus Kobe Covington. A lot of people like to talk about Covington being a joke. Covington is, he's the guy in this division that's not Usman, as far as I'm concerned. Like, he has, he's got heavy volume. He brings it, despite the shenanigans and 
the character and he doesn't really do it that well, I don't think, but you know, it's like he can fight. And that last fight, everybody talks about Usman, you know, broke a straw with a TKO, but that was a super close fight and they were both bringing it. And I, it was one time because they were both mainly known as wrestlers going into that fight and they just canceled that out and they just brought this, the volume of strikes and they both rocked each other at different times. That being said, Covington has gone on, won a couple fights since then, and it's looked like Kobe Covington to me, which means he looks impressive. Kamaru Usman, on the other hand, has gone on to look like a completely different fighter and looks even scarier. This is a guy that now looks like he's really comfortable with striking. He's had Trevor Whitman get involved with him, who's taught, who trains the aforementioned Rose Namanunas and Justin Gaethje, and Usman's never looked better. And if that version of Usman was able to TKO Kobe in a war before. I don't see why he can't do it now when he's just that much better. I think, I still think, I still think Kobe's going to bring it. I think this is going to be, <laughs> I won't say fight of the night because we got Gaethje and uh, Chandler on here, but a little bit reminiscent of maybe the borrow boxing uh, here, Hagra Herds and a three round war. It's going to be back and forth and almost stops. I think we're going to have that for the first three rounds, but then I think Usman's just going to put it on him. I think Usman gets it done, TKO round three. So I agree. Obviously, the first fight was amazing, and both fighters have gotten better, but Usman has grown exponentially. So Colby is a pressure fighter, similar to the Diaz brothers with the volume, except he pushes you forward against the octagon. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to be able to do that against Usman with Usman's wrestling and Kobe's wrestling maybe cancel each other out. So, like we said in the first fight, they cancel each other out and we get a striking match. But working with Trevor Whitman, Usman's jab has gotten phenomenal, and I think that jab might be enough to – and it's a stiff jab too. So it might be enough to keep Kobe at bay where he can't pressure Usman, and he doesn't have the power to knock Usman out, but Usman obviously has the power to knock Kobe out. So – I think maybe we see a similar fight to the last one, except Usman slightly more dominant and gets it done earlier. Third round, TKO. So we're agreeing. TKO round three. That's I think we're in agreement. Yeah. Should be a great night of fights, though. So many potentially good, good back-and-forth fights or finishes on this card. 268, man. This could be the fight card of the year. Could be. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, hit him up. Oh, we got, we got, up. We, oh, we got oh. one more thing. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Mike oh. Tyson and uh, oh. Logan Paul. Oh, shit, Shemmy. I blocked that out of my mind. So. I know. Sorry. We got to talk about it. We got to talk okay. about it. Okay. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, to me, is... 0-3 boxer Logan Paul. Yeah, he's the worst of the Paul brothers. Much I don't worse. like Jake Paul's chances in this, so I definitely don't like Logan's Paul's chances in this. I don't know if this is real. Could be. Yeah, no, Tyson puts it on him, if this is the case. Just based off what we saw with Tyson, his last exhibition with Roy Jones Jr., you know, Roy Jones Jr. was able to not get himself knocked out. They and... weren't punching each other in the face in that fight. Right, right. Logan Paul is no Roy Jones Jr., that's my point, even at this stage Valid. So, yeah, I say Logan Paul, unless this is absolutely not on the up and up, like Logan Paul getting knocked out round one. Now, this ain't gonna happen. Like, this is not like I, I'll be shocked. I would be shocked by any other result. Jake seems to be the better of the two fighters. 
And I don't like Jake's chances either. I say Jake gets knocked out in round one or two. Uh, and it's not like it's a Tyson of old. It's just he's bigger than these guys. And he still has enough power that I don't think these guys are skilled enough that they can handle that. These guys are clever, usually, in the opponents they pick. They pick people that don't really have a ton of striking ability, that's a little smaller than them, and all they can do is strike. But they have somewhat name value. Here they went with a little more name value. But this guy, it's like they forgot about how big he still is, and he can still dire hit. physical consequences in this fight. If this yeah. is a real fight, it's not even like the fact that you know Tyson is you know in his fifties and he can still punch. When he steps into that octagon, he's gonna have an aura about him. Right. You know, he's terrifying. Like as a human being, yeah. to stand across the ring from that man. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Logan Paul's going to piss his pants, <laughs> as he should, as yeah. he should. Props to him. I mean, I know he's going to make, you know, some $100 million or whatever in yeah. this fight. I'm surprised. I, I think the real the real bet will be, does this fight happen? It's booked for February, so I'm Fuck betting me. it happens. You know, <laughs> I, I just don't see, you know, if they are going to do some exhibition thing where, you know, Tyson can't punch him in the head. Maybe okay. it goes. Maybe it goes to the distance. I still, I still have Tyson by a knockout to the body or something. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not. I hope this is a real fight, and we, you know, can see that there's levels to this game. Sure. Real, real levels when you fight someone your size who is a, you know, world championship caliber. Doesn't matter if they're, you know, 20 years, 30 years past their prime. Power is the last thing to go, and Mike Tyson has all the power. If he wants to punch Logan who it doesn't even matter. They're going to be on all the juice, you know. Hopefully for Logan, Tyson's on all sorts of shrooms, so he's feeling real nice and he doesn't want to hurt him real bad because, you know, they're like, no, you can't have shrooms today. He's going to kill Logan (laughs) Paul in the octagon or the ring. Oh, my God. I'm Uh, here for it, though. I won't watch it live or pay money for it, but I'm sure somebody will and and – I'll be able to check it out one way or another. Shout out to uh, Chevy's boys, whoever he's got right. there. <laughs> Shout out to Greg. That's my, my buddy, my hookup. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, yeah, I hope. I, I don't know. I saw it. I, 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 don't know. I guess I wouldn't mind seeing Logan Paul get knocked out. Not killed, but if he gets knocked out or something, right, I, I don't want to see him die. This, but, I got no yeah. problem with that. Yeah. I mean, I would step in there for $100 million and take a Mike Tyson. Uh, Why not? Mike Tyson hope for the best. Hell yeah. <laughs> I hope I make it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, for the rest of uh, rest of this month, we got November thirteenth, UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. Again, super excited. Two of my favorite fighters, and um, and the fact that you know we mentioned this, the fact that we're getting a Holloway fight on a fight night for free, you know, fans rejoice. November twentieth, we're doing UFC Fight Night Caitlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. So we'll be reviewing that. Hopefully, the card fills out a little bit more, and we can get a good fight card out of it. Yep. Anyway, uh, check me out on Twitch, Chevaruni on Twitch, all one word. So mm-hmm. we'll see you and We'll be talking the top five boxing heavyweight fights on one of these episodes, too, when I feel like mm-hmm. plugging it in there. And also, about that Holloway Rodriguez, I want to have one more thing, too, just uh, sing about this. Maybe, if you think about that, he was on that last fight night. It was on ABC, and they put him on, you know, like a network TV. Maybe we get that again, because Holloway is always that guy I feel like they do like to... He's you a know, showcase for, yeah, because he's a good person, he's charismatic, and he puts on a real good fight. So that's a good point. You know, maybe he's a yeah. showcase to the casual 
or to bring in new fans. So Absolutely. I hope so. All right, guys. That's the uh, combat cast. We're out. All right. So that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.com. FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 